All right. Hello and welcome to the Call of Cthulhu Actual Play Podcast, Episode 5. Or the Out of Space Games Actual Play Podcast, the Call of Cthulhu Horror on the Orient Express Podcast, Actual Play something. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to our RPG Actual Play. Uh, hopefully by the time I edit this episode, it won't take three months like it did the last one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard work. But... Anyways, we'll just get started. My name is Jay. I am the keeper for this campaign. My name is Sean. I'm playing a drifter named Garfield Hernandez. My name's David. I'm playing a smuggler named Everett Turner. My name is Jared. I will be Walter Price, the archaeologist and professor. And my name is Dean. I'm playing a photographer by the name of Henry Conway. Out of Space Games presents Horror on the Orient Express. Aren't they making a movie about Nat Turner? Actually, yeah, that new Birth of a Nation movie is about yeah. Nat Turner. Comes out this year. So if you want to see... Uh, what David's character's uncle did in the United States. <laughs> or great uncle or something, right? I think it'd be about great uncle, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to see uh, how disappointed he would be, keep on listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I'm late because uh, I was getting free beer in the hotel lobby. <laughs> what? I get That's free beer. How you get, yeah, what do you do? That's justified. You probably got two free drink tickets. Long-term stay perks. They just have free beer, like, Monday through Wednesday nights. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, so we we last left you guys um, in a shady part of Poissy, a few miles west of Paris, after you had left the Lorian house, carrying with you the first piece you have found of the Solemn, or not the Solemn, the Sedefkar Simulacrum. Solemn Simulacrum is a magic card, which is why, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So Everett, as we discussed last time, you're starting to have um, kind of soreness or just random pangs in your arm, not sure, left arm to be specific. Not exactly sure why those are happening, but that started overnight and they kind of, you know, bothered you. You wake wake up with a dull ache in your arm, mm-hmm. not anywhere in particular, but just different spots seem to be acting up. Now the rest of you, I'm not sure what activities you I guess, indulged in, but you had plenty of opportunity with the conductor's girls and whatnot in, in that part. Oh, yeah. So you wake up a little tired, but also feeling a bit better, we discussed, you know, kind of elated at, at least you're on the right track. So the wise move probably now is to head back to Paris so you can continue on your journey, or at least um, board the Orient Express as it begins to leave for Lausanne would be your next big stop. So if you're interested, and you listeners, if you're interested, make sure you check out the Traveler's Companion. We link to this in the show notes so you can follow along uh, on our hero's adventure. So Traveler's Companion will give you an idea of um, how we're getting everywhere. And this time I also uploaded the train car plans, which are also necessary or helpful, I should say, for this time. So we head back to Paris and you receive a telegram or a telegram is waiting for you back at the hotel. Professor in good care. Stop. Godspeed to you. Stop. Oh. <laughs> you naturally assume it's probably from Beddoes. Yeah. I'm glad he spent a lot of money on that. Worth it. 
I don't know if he spent a lot of money. This aren't they in hiding right now or something? They could still send a telegraph. I don't it's know. not like you need to like You gotta you go know. to the telegraph office, right? Okay. They can't just simply like stay in their apartment the whole time. Alright. Just saying. Alright, anything else you're interested in doing in Paris? I'm ready to leave this town. City. Yeah, I have plenty of pictures in my camera from all of the uh the conductor's ladies. I still have horrors of that damn library that we had to, uh, <laughs> where you couldn't find anything. Yeah, it, their card catalog system was terrible. <laughs> well, if anything, it should reveal to you, hopefully by now, uh, and if you've been listening along, you guys aren't asking for, like, really, I don't know, famous or, like, well-known information. I mean, you're, you're asking for obscure information. From yeah, pretty much every time we... Nobody has any reason to know what you're talking about, basically. I feel like that's, specifically. that's on them and not on us. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it makes more sense that Do they, they would know what we're talking about. that we're Americans asking for stuff? It doesn't matter <laughs> how obscure it is. Know the answer, bro. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. And speak English, too. <laughs> bullshit. What about Spanish? <laughs> America. All right, so just a little bit of, of background for the Orient Express to get you in the mood. So, the, I mean, the, the biggest thing you have to understand about the Orient Express that it was the highest form of luxurious travel that you could basically have. You think about modern-day cruises, all-inclusive, having, you know, full restaurants and um, rooms and stuff. Obviously, you're limited by how much horizontal width you have in, in this base of each car, but there was basically no third class. If you were on the train, you had a compartment to yourself unless you're sharing with someone else. You have your own room, which includes, you know, a small little toilet, a sink and uh, with water. And then you have your beds, which, which folded up during the day. So you had table space essentially and folded down during the night. But full service with your traveler's companion has a full list of everyone who is basically uh, at your disposal. Just to give you an idea, though, you're not like bumming on board, even though Garfield is used to that. I mean, you're, hey. you know, the classiest of the classy. Or, or Garfield's classy. I want to say it reminds me of how people were excited about the Titanic. Except that the Orient Express didn't, you know. Crash into an iceberg? On its maiden run. Now, it does occasionally get stuck in the Alps, but for the first such incident where it happened, still continued the services on board so people weren't even aware and passengers wrote like a nice letter basically saying it was still great even though we were stuck for three or four days so i do want you to check out the um, train car plans because you maybe not specifically this time but as we get more and more into that adventure you do have to have a sense for how a train is laid out and how i guess your rooms are essentially laid out so you have a couple of you'll definitely want to see like where you're staying so I'm guessing you guys choose like a double berth room, you know what I mean? So you, you have a shared toilet in between you, but you have your own beds and everything. I'm sure Everett is excited about the uh, personal toilets. Yeah, <laughs> always. I don't want to be sharing a bathroom with him. At any time. Yeah. But, you know, there is a salon car there you can smoke and, and hang out. There is a full service bar and, of course, food and everything, including a dining car. So a lot of people you might run into, perhaps including people from the train association we mentioned earlier and some other well-known people as well so the Orient express stands ready to depart from paris's gare de lyon station around midnight 
It's quite exhilarating, even being so late. The shining blue and gold train at the platform. The staff in their perfect button coats, gently ushering the passengers aboard. A band plays. And the general conviviality warms everyone against the cold winter night. Stepping aboard, you bask in the heated train and admire the luxurious paneling and the comfortable berths. So, those boarding make in themselves a brilliant assembly, but especially tonight there is a larger crowd than usual, gathered actually on the platform, throwing roses at a vibrant young woman. Her name is Katerina Cavallaro. Let's get a luck. Yeah, I definitely hit it. Yeah, I definitely hit it too. Luckily for you, alright, so... The doctor, if you remember, he was very friendly to you and talked a lot. You know, you guys were wondering why he was so nice. Anyways, uh, a lot of his conversation with you was one, one-sided, one and uh, most of you weren't really listening because you're kind of... Dicks. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean... <laughs> but, I mean, you just encountered this strange, you know, rose bush emanating light with an arm and stuff. Which right. you told him not to investigate at all, so hopefully, hopefully he doesn't and see like you know dozens of dead bodies and corpses down there that I'm sure they'll want to uh, do something about. Anyways, thankfully for you, you remember he was talking about how he took his family to watch a particular uh, Italian opera singer who happens to be extremely talented, and her name was Caterina Cavallaro. Veronique, in particular, praised her highly. So many. Um, I guess Parisian admirers are here to see her off as she just finished performing at the uh, opera. And now she's on her way to the Teatro alla Scala, Milan's famous opera house. You guys wait and, and see her, or you kind of push through and just get to your I'm in. compartment? Never heard to say hi. Yeah. I mean, I, I, any new and strange cleavage I can witness is always good for me <laughs> well it might it might be good if you pull out a camera and you uh yeah that well i always have my camera out okay and that's not a euphemism mm. <laughs> 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 all right so you kind of approach the the edge of the i guess the border where the, the kind of security has partitioned people off you call out anything say her who had the French skill again? Uh, none of us. No, no. no, David did. No, Everett has <laughs> is the the master Frenchman here, right? No. Master of French, <laughs> Mademoiselle. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, Let's see. I think any of us could have done that. <laughs> yeah, I got twenty. I could roll for to try to make an effort. I have. All right, Garfield, make it luck roll. Oh, I, I I hit it. 21 out of 21. Oh, French? Yeah. Okay, okay. So what do you what do you say to her? Uh, this is translated, of course. Yeah, but. of course. Hi, we're, we're big fans. Uh, I'm a photographer from America, so this would explain my abysmal French that I am trying to make sense. Signorina Cavallaro, you can tell she's really excited, you know, having just completed this performance, so... But she glances your way and notices the camera definitely. And you see her eyes kind of sparkle up like she's, I guess, excited to hear that Americans are here listening to her. Yeah. Can I take a picture for our American music magazine? (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I mean, absolutely. Please. I would love for an opportunity to tour in America. Do you guys want to just lie to her and say that Walter is a is a, like a, <laughs> a producer of sorts or something? Garfield, sure. I still need a I still need a luck roll. I missed. Oh, all right. Luckily for you, nothing happens. No, unluckily, actually. All right. Anyway, she calls out. I don't have much time to talk. Maybe um, we'll see each other on the train later. Oh yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Uh, we'd love to get to know more about the amazing star that we will hopefully bring to America. That's bold. I like that. All right. That's good. So, you know, she moves on talking to other fans and stuff from the crowd. And you move on and push on in, or I guess make your way into the cars. Like, are we, are we fighting people as we go on, or just walking through? Uh, you can if you want. It's RPG. <laughs> we did beat up a bunch of people on a train before. This is true. We beat the <laughs> out of them, too. That was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, it's all this walk since they're not trying to kill us. Okay. You guys get on board. You know, you arrive at the train station with plenty of time before the train actually departs, having not traveled on this before. You know, it gives you some time to walk through any compartments that, that you wish to and get a, I guess, get settled in. You're not going to be on the train for that long if you plan on stopping in Lausanne. Another thing you remembered is that... Uh, Mr. Edgar Wellington, who wrote the letter, actually located in Switzerland, which is where Lausanne is located. So, with some time to spare, I don't know, you guys want to talk about what your plans are, or you have any idea of what you want to do next? Um, I'd like to volunteer that I'm a little worried as the person who grabbed the weird arm and now has an arm ache. So I'm going to throw that out there. I don't know if we can really do anything about that, but... We could cut off your arm. Okay. Seems drastic, but yeah. I have my knife handy anytime you need it. Just thought you ought to know that if we pick up any other weird parts of this thing. We should have you do it so it contain all the aching with one person so we don't. the rest of us don't have to suffer. Yeah. That's one way to look at it. The other way is that don't touch anything or use gloves. That'd probably be a good idea, too. Noted. Where is the arm right now? Is this in our luggage somewhere? I would would guess so. Okay. Yeah, it's with you. I mean, it's, like I said, it's not entirely as heavy as what you think an arm would be, but at the same time, it is still life-sized, large and bulky. So, as you're talking, uh, discussing kind of what's happening, you notice a large commotion outside of the train car that you're in, in particular the compartment next to you. Like a lot of feet, just a lot of shouting. And you have to remember, this is this is right around midnight, so it's not like it's, uh, you know, a midday regular traffic. First, I'm going to make sure I leave my shotgun in the sweet cabin thing. Stick my head out and see what's going on. All right. Well, you notice that the singer, uh, she's actually placed into a compartment next to yours. And she's kind of raising a stink, you know. I thought I would have the whole car to myself. Why am I placed next to people? And what a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Walter's about to slap her. I don't know. I just want her to shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. it's midnight. I mean, 
could take one of the guns and just go ask her politely to shut her damn mouth. <laughs> Let us not threaten the opera singer with weapons yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Keyword. She did seem interested in talking to you early, and she does not know that you're next to her yet. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, I could go over and try to be like, just see what's going on, see if I could shut her up, and I'll get her to tell us what's going on. You should grab your camera, though. Oh, yeah. Duh. I mean, how exactly are you going to shut her up? Yeah. Oh, is that not a. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those kind of podcasts? Shut her. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> So she notices you, the camera, I should say, first, and then recognizes you. Oh, I didn't know. It's actually great. We're going to be, I guess, cabin mates. Where are you guys headed to, exactly? All right, first, great is an understatement when you're yelling in the middle of the night on a train. So hey, let's listen, chill out I didn't, with that. I didn't know who I was next to. You know, I'm much more relieved now. I thought it was just some, you know, just some random folks, of course. Yeah, it's not like we're some stuck-up college professor or some homeless guy or anything like that. I have a home. That's where I am. <laughs> or a creepy uh, photographer. Who's apparently charming enough to talk to a professional opera singer. All right, well, I'll, I'll tell all the people to leave. Everything's fine. Oh, we, you want to go to the salon? We can uh, We could discuss a little bit. I'm sure you're tired, but I mean, I'm sure you also... You had a chance to catch the opera, didn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would love to go and talk to you. Yeah, what was... It? Any of you regular opera listeners? Um... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I go when I can. Well, you know, when when I get hired for the magazine to cover opera, then I do get to catch the occasional show. Okay, uh, let's get a psych psych roll. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I got it. Oh, I missed. Bam. Yeah, crit missed ninety four. <laughs> crit hit one. Nice. Damn. Yeah, right. Garfield saves the day. <laughs> so you can tell she likes to be complimented. She doesn't seem to mind even if, if it's a lie, as long as it's a compliment. I feel like Garfield should hit her with the compliment right now. Uh, nice jacket. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit caught off guard, but she responds, well... Thanks. I was just going to say how unique your hat is. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, let's. Let, we should go to the salon, and uh, you know the night is young. We should uh, have a couple of drinks and everything. Oh yes, I'm a purveyor of such fine spirits. I could probably order you some pretty good drinks at this bar. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and uh, this will make for a great section of the photo shoot, photo set that in the magazine that I'm taking pictures for. Yeah, since you've already woke me up. Does this magazine have a name? Didn't you say the American Opera magazine? Yeah. Well, there, there is a magazine called Opera. It's Opera News, I believe. I don't know if it was in print back then, but so there. All right, so she, she uh, I guess, excitedly heads down to the salon. Her, her bodyguards and the rest of the express staff kind of roll their eyes and uh, glance at you. So we smile back. Wait, Lance, with us how? Uh, Are you looking at bit, me, bro? You trying a little to sneak bit with me, disdain, homie? you know? They're trying to <laughs> trying to get out of here. You know? Or you left your gun in the cabin? Or I know. Well, one, don't we got to go back and get our producer real quick? <laughs> and while I'm there, let me grab that gun and my trench coat. I have my take pistol. A dump. You don't have to worry about it. All right. 
well, I stink I am back then. <laughs> Say, you <laughs> Like, you don't know me. <laughs> So you're having a good time in the salon. It's not just you. There are there are other people there, other legitimate journalists. <laughs> but she seems to um, just pay more attention to you, maybe because you're from America. And, you know, you get the sense that she really does want to perform there, not having the opportunity to do so yet. So what did you think of the show? I know I, I asked if you watched earlier, but what was your favorite uh, piece? Uh, did we ever get told what show they were doing? No, because we were supposed to have gone to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one with romance. <laughs> I like the first first act finality the most. I know, of course. It's hard to have favorites, right? Yeah. No, it, it was a wonderful opportunity to be able to perform at all. So I'm performing a different show um, in Milan. I'm not sure if you're headed that far, actually. I meant to ask you, yeah, if you're, if you're here covering opera, um, where are you traveling to next and what? Where are we? We're going to we Lausanne in the Swiss. Oh. Sorry, in Switzerland. Oh, in Switzerland. Well, so the Orient Express travels from Paris through Lausanne and uh, Milan, and then hits Italy and Verona, and then Trieste, and it goes through Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're basically, if you were to say ride it to its net natural end it could take you all the way into eastern europe well yeah we were going to make a stop in lausanne to look at the notre dame before we head on to milan probably oh okay okay yeah. so you know i i think i can um i know you, you probably weren't planning on covering the opera but if you wanted to i could get you all tickets to that oh when is it you'll have a day to look around in lausanne and what show are you doing the Ida from Verdi. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, too. In fact, hey, here, listen, I'll do even more. If you guys promise to come, I will get you... Um, Dinner? Well, more than that. The food there is excellent, really. You know, you should definitely... In fact, I'll take you to the... It's Aida, uh, I think. Whatever, dude. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, yeah, the, the Aida. She slurred her words and she said it. Uh, <laughs> I will even uh, book rooms for you in the Galleria Vittorio Emanuel. Huh? It's one of the most beautifully situated hotels in the entire world. You have to. Especially, you haven't been there before, correct? To Milan. Correct. No. All right, it, it, is, it is wonderful. Not, of course, as beautiful as, as Italy where I'm from, but just a wonderful place to be. Do we get backstage passes, too? Of course, we can make some time to take some pictures and stuff there. That's fantastic. Well, I will definitely... I think we should try to make it. All right. Well, uh, I have some other people, of course, I have to speak to. and I can't stay up too late and keep my voice healthy and everything. But please, I I guarantee I I will have the rooms ready for you. So, All right. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Can't wait to hear you sing again your wonderful voice. Can't wait for that dinner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the little gathering in the salon ends at least your your conversation with Katarina you have the opportunity if you want to there are high stakes card games in a corner 
obviously the bar is open throughout the night. Well, I'll stay in the salon then. It seems like Everett would enjoy that card game. Yeah, and the card games and the, the bar. I'm just going to stay there. Was it like one in the morning now? I'll see y'all when you get up at eight. I think uh might be too late to explore, otherwise I totally would. Okay, so Everett stays up, the rest of you going to bed? Yeah. Garfield sure. needs a cat nap. Right, wow, really. <laughs> how's, how's Everett's arm doing? Feels like you sprained your wrist right now, Everett. I'm going to drink until it stops hurting then. <laughs> what if it never stops hurting? Then what? I'm going to keep drinking then. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so eventually most of you fall asleep or Everett, you either fall asleep or black out. Or, and as, as night falls, because you're traveling in such luxury, you gain some sanity back. So everyone... You can gain one sanity back for the pleasant. So I guess you were able to drink enough for the pain to stop hurting, (laughs) at least while you slept. (laughs) However, you still had to wake up to go for a night run. Come on. Of course. That is what I do. Eventually, you pull up bright and early into Nelson at 6.45 a.m. The Orient Express. So all of you get off with all your stuff, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Soon after, where the Orient Express departs in a whirl of smoke and steam, leaving you in a vague group bleary after the party that happened just a few hours before. So, the small city of Lausanne is located in a French-speaking area of Switzerland, so... Your French will come in handy, Everett. Yep. Many of the 70,000 inhabitants also speak German. For reasons of beauty, climate, and hospitality, Lausanne has drawn foreign settlers for more than a century. Currently, more than one in seven residents are not Swiss. The town is built upon hills that descend to the shore of Lake Geneva, making the majority of the streets fairly steep. Horse-drawn cabs can be hailed from the station, and a tram line runs through the city. Anyway, since it's so early, you might want to stop by an open cafe that beckons nearby. So we do, and then what happens? Looking back at at the handout in the letter, you might want to read it over just to see what Edgar knows if if you should in fact run into him and also get his address. Yeah. I don't know, is that somewhere where you want to catch a cab to? Yeah, after we eat really quickly. Grab a sandwich. Some coffee. Wouldn't we have ate on the train? It's like the world's best, like, cuisine <laughs> on the train. I guess. It depends on how early you wake up, though. It pulled in at 6.45, so. So we had that world-class breakfast. All right, whatever, Doc. Yeah, we smashed it, yo. This is the original Grand Slam. What if I still wanted something to eat? <laughs> what if I wanted more coffee? Why, why being a hater? So it's still rather early, but you do find taxi services. Now you are have you do have all your bags and luggage with you. So, so the trip was basically an overnight thing. Should we maybe go to a hotel first? And if we have all our bags and stuff, I don't think we're gonna want to go to this guy's like house. Seems a little strange. (laughs) That is true. Can we like leave them somewhere? Yeah, I mean, if you if you wanted to go to a hotel. Yeah, let's drop our gear off somewhere. Yeah. Okay, 
So you go to the hotel. What do you take with you then? My gun and my knife. My camera. As always. Stay with the shoddy. Yep. Should we bring the arm or should we leave it? Let's leave the arm. Okay. Actually, I don't know. Maybe we should take it. Then, Who wants to uh, carry it, though? Uh, y- yeah, I think we should leave it. <laughs> yeah, we can leave it, though. But what if somebody breaks in and tries to take it? While we're- then we'll just go to the hospital and find the nearest person with her arm because we'll know who took it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number 50, Rue Saint-Étienne, is found on a cobblestone street, a quiet corner in a placid town. A weathered sign marks the building you're looking for. Wellington fills. Taxidermy. The shop window is dark, lacking in display. Because of the early hours, they are not open for business yet. It is a rather small building, but you can tell that um, it's basically an apartment above it. And you don't need an idea roll to tell you that. The owners probably live upstairs and then run the taxidermy shop below. Can we ring the upstairs apartment? I think we should grab a a brick and throw it through the window. That would wake him up. We should probably knock first. That's That's a good idea. Or ring the upstairs apartment. All right. It's still very early in the morning. It's like 7 o'clock, right? Wake their ass up. (laughs) So you start, you begin ringing the bell. As you approach, I mean, you have to approach closer to do so. There is a small sign in several languages declaring that the shop is open, but you try the door and it is locked. So you hear a kind of a muffled voice cry from inside. Oh, yeah. Go away. Oh, never mind. (laughs) We're not open yet. Your sign says that you are. It's because my brother. The customer's always right. Listen, (laughs) we're a taxidermy place. Whatever you want is dead, so it's not going <laughs> to... You can wait, surely, a couple of hours. But we already took a cab all the way out here. What do you expect us to do for a couple hours? Uh, of course you're saying this in, in your broken French trying to... Uh, yes. Oh, tell of course. We just came from Poissy. From Poit? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, now you're awake. Now you're ready. All right. Okay, uh, give me give me five minutes. I'll be, uh, yeah, right down. You can come to the back. Uh, the back door. Actually, never mind. <laughs> Let's just come to the front. You know. I'm not, yeah, yeah, okay. You step into the shop and enter what seems like another world. He's just started the fire in there, but the room is already uncomfortably hot. Animals of every description pose in surreal, conflicting tableau. Large vases overflow with dry lavender and other aromatic flowers. But you can still detect the rich, heady scents of more disturbing odors of decaying flesh, damp fur, and formaldehyde. I want to take like a quick look around the, the shop as we enter and see if there's anything that's... Uh... Maybe not animal-based in the taxidermy shop? You don't see anything out of the ordinary at first glance. Okay. All right, so who's going to talk to this guy? I actually speak some English. Oh, well, your English is probably better than our French. Other than Everett's. Yeah. But he's just shy about his French. I've been, you know, I've had to do a lot of, uh, learn some languages. But you should come upstairs, have a cup of tea. You must be tired. 
It is rather early. Does it smell better upstairs? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're going All upstairs. Right. Sorry, of course, I apologize for the odors. Obviously, we work, you know. With dead animals. Yeah, we yeah, got it. In the chemicals, of course. Of course. I think Walter should go first. After him. After Walter. <laughs> you do realize I'm the only one that's not armed at all. <laughs> hey, Garfield doesn't have a weapon. I'm not He armed. just has a hat. All right, a hat is Garfield's not a weapon. Armed. He's I'm armed just with armed street with smarts. Fashion. Speaking of the hat <laughs> and your fashion, Mr. Wellington seems to be taken by, or, or definitely notices how you are dressed. Quite snazzy. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, it must be, I, I'm not familiar with this fashion. It must be an American trend, but it, the clothes look very new and expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Edgar, through small talk, you find out, is only 35, but appears to be a little older. Little hair remains on his head, with dark circles under his eyes, giving him almost a gaunted look. He asks you, is it okay if I smoke? Bad habits from the war and everything. No. You do realize that like, ages you big time, dude. Yeah. That's why you look like you're old. You don't need any help, brother. And I have bad allergies to smoke, sorry. Yeah, I just... uh... Like I said, both my brother and I, which I'll introduce you to in a moment, or after he wakes up, I should say. But, like I said, bad habits you pick up. All right, how about you just go near the window and blow smoke out the window, then? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, you came from from Poise. Um, Can I ask what exactly brought you here? Well, you telegram, of course. Oh, you received it? Okay, so you're the owners of the house, then? Of course we are. (laughs) Yep. Yes, we yep. are. All four of us. <laughs> Interesting. Very jolly house. I paid most of the house off, but they own a small portion of it. It's like Three's Company, but they're four of us. You get it? It's Four's Company. Yeah. In case you didn't get so, it. So what, what would possess a few Americans to purchase the house, I suppose? Why not? We like history. Um, we got a professor. He's a professor. It had some uh, cool um, history to it, and uh, the grounds have some historical um, meaning to them. So we decided to uh, kind of purchase it for a, a nice uh, summer home. All right. Well, you've obviously read my, my telegram. Um, did you find anything? Unfortunately, nope. we did not. It looks like maybe somebody beat us to the punch. Well, then, <laughs> why, why did you, I guess, come here then? We're just curious, like, uh, how it came to your attention. Well, as I mentioned... And we were thinking that maybe you had... Oh, go ahead. Well, as I mentioned, I, um, I found an old scroll, or I came into an old scroll that speaks to combining all the parts of this simulacrum, of the statue. Could we see this scroll? Um, per yeah, perhaps, I guess. But I, I'm interested in the other pieces. If you weren't able to find the one, then... Have you had any luck tracking down any of the other pieces? Well, I've had to take care of my brother and run the shop here. You know, we don't have the... You'll see in a bit, he was injured a little more than me from the war, of course. Which war was that? The Great War. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What type of injury did you sustain? Mine. Did you hurt your arm? No, honestly, it's been more, uh, I think it's more psychological than anything else. Just, just weary all the time. But, um, man, I was really hoping you had found something. 
So you didn't find a, a scroll or anything? Each piece is supposed to have a scroll along with it. What? Wait, really? <laughs> uh. No, we, we weren't able to find a scroll or any of the pieces. Uh. Do you know what the scrolls are supposed to say? Well, I, I have a I have one of the scrolls I could only translate, just only a little bit of it. I guess I'm not a scholar. I haven't studied anything that would help me. However, I was just interested in finding the rest. What would happen after you translated one of these scrolls? Not sure. It's like a mixture of, of like Turkish and Arabic. I don't know. I just know, obviously, it made a reference to the entire statue, the simulacrum. So did you send letters to any other places? Telegrams to any other places? Um, well, I guess I was, I was hoping that you guys were able to find more information or something there. I, who are you exactly? The owners of the house. Yeah. Or Forest Company. Yes. Well, I just feel like I'm not really sure what your intentions are and what. Well, I've, I should. I've had some arm pain recently, and I don't know. I I would, you know, your letter kind of put me off, so figured maybe you'd have some kind of insight into it, something along those lines. All right, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just a, a curious person looking for the statue. It's probably nothing. Sorry for have uh, wasted your time. What? prompted you to become curious about that uh, like I said if, if you had anything more to offer maybe I'd be interested in what if we had found something what if we know a guy who knew theoretically a guy who found something depends on what you found let's say well how about in... this how about we found a shotgun that's gonna make its way to your <laughs> face pretty soon here <laughs> you obviously more know more than you're you're letting on why don't you just Give us what you're, what you're, okay, you're the, holding the, back. The other thing that I know is that the simulacrum, the last owner that I know about, was a French nobleman who lost it after he was arrested and imprisoned. And that the last place, there would his house was the letter I wrote to in Poissy. Would this be Comte Fenelic? Yeah. Yes, that is the reason why we purchased the house. So what do you know about him? He was French. That he liked to have crazy sex parties. That's interesting. Uh, all right, well, let's get a psych roll. Got it. Also got it. So he definitely knows more than he's letting on. Maybe if you pushed him about how he got the scroll, you can tell that he's fine at like withholding information, but maybe not the best at lying about stuff. Somebody threaten this dude real quick. Well, That's I just- what I tried to do. Well, I could take out my knife and start playing with it like I tend to. Or you could just take out your camera and start taking pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one are we going with? <laughs> Whatever creeps them out more. No, no, you can take pictures of them. We can intimidate them with that by being super weird about it. <laughs> You'd probably just try- tell them to get out of the store then. No, you just be like, yo... I mean, these are the last pictures anybody's going to see of you, so you might want to look good about this. So, Like, I've been up drinking all night, and I have a massive hangover, and this dude is sitting here trying to lie to our face, and we can't be having that. So, can't want to, like, rage out on these dudes right now. All right, well, 
Just start acting like you're about to rage out, and then we can use that to scare him, maybe. Okay, I got the scroll during the war, okay? There's a lot of trading going on, and I traded. Oh, yeah, he was a French guy. He had a weird name, Raoul. Said it had been in his family for some time. Anyway, he ended up trading it because he couldn't read it. I told him I was interested in history, but... Look, I've got a... I've got a buyer lined up, or I've been talking to, so... Uh, what was this buyer? Well, he's supposed to be here in a few minutes, actually, so... Oh. Do you think okay. we can see the scroll before he he comes? Before he comes? No. Unfortunately, it's in the bank, so... I could probably get... I mean, not before he comes, though. I can introduce the, the few... I mean, he may have different reasons that he's looking to purchase it. He didn't really seem like a historian to me. Do you know his nationality, name, anything like that? Um, I guess he's a duke or something. <laughs> I don't know. Would you be willing to sell the scroll to us instead? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're offering. Um, How much is your life worth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, he'll be here in a minute. Plus, my brother is in the room next door. Yeah, but oh. you already said your brother is basically, like, real weak and an invalid, so... Yeah, and, and knives don't make any sound. So, as you speak these words, <laughs> the door opened <laughs> to a room where, <laughs> where the door had been shut the entire time. And you see someone bearing a resemblance, uh, except a little bit physically larger. But he stares straight ahead. You don't notice his eyes glancing around, really. And he's wearing a hat on his head, but it sits rather irregularly. It's not as nice as my hat. So Walter was the last person speaking, and he is just staring at Walter. and doesn't say anything. Okay. Edgar speaks up real quick. Sorry, this is my, this is my brother, William. He has a few wounds he, he received during the war. Now he's mute and paralyzed, so... In his face, his eyes can only stare straight ahead. So just his face is paralyzed, or his whole thing is paralyzed here? You're not quite sure. He walks a little irregularly. You can tell he he's strong, like physically, but he doesn't move normally, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, I think I would prefer not to kill two people today, this morning, so... So you notice a nearby kind of notepad on a desk, and he, you know, has a large, gets out a large grease pencil and writes on it, Welcome to Lausanne, holds it up. At that moment, the ringer rings downstairs. Edgar says, okay, that must be the Duke. I can go downstairs and bring him up, I guess. You guys have fun with, with William here. Uh, two of us are going to follow you down. I'll stay with uh, William. Uh, there's no need. I, I mean, I'm just bringing him up here. Oh, sure. Yeah. But still two of us should follow you down. All right. I guess. So there's something not quite right about both of them. He doesn't really seem to be intimidated by what's going on. And basically ignores you as he goes down. Let's the Duke in and brings him upstairs. So now you're all kind of huddled. Um, the room, just like downstairs, is 
unusually warm. So the Duke is a large Frenchman. I guess his, his title or his name is Duke de Essientes. He's a rather dapper, rotund, middle-aged Frenchman. Dark hair, well-groomed. His mustaches are tastefully waxed. And his eyes a watery blue. So, yeah, the Duke here, um, he's a amateur occultist, I guess. Oh. Hmm. The Duke kind of glances over. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about, but I am here for the scroll. I would like to see it before I make a bid on it. Well, that's interesting. We would also like to see it before we place a bid on it. So Edgar gets really excited right now. I don't really have any use for it. I'm more interested in the money. So if you guys want something, I mean... Well, we need to see it. So before we start tossing money down, let, let, let's see what it is. All right. Well, how about... Like I said, it's at the bank. If I get it and we meet back... Tell you what, I met the Duke. And I'm sure he's fine with this. Duke glances over and nods his head like he knows what he's going to say. Um, we usually get together for what we call the 730 Club. It's not the most interesting name. Uh, we got it because we meet at 730. So <laughs> that gives you all day. It gives me time to get it out of the bank, get it all ready. And you guys can, I guess, talk about it. Maybe he has some more information for you. So you can see if you really want it or he can give you what you need from it. Again, I'm just mainly interested in the money. How does that sound? Man, if you got to get out of the bank, you got to get out of the bank. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. And of course, I got the shop to run or else I'd make it earlier. But I should have time after we close or during a lunch. Get the scroll for you and meet up with you at 730. It's the lo- it's the cafe just across the street there. Sounds like a deal. Um, Duke, actually, would you mind showing our guests around the city? Giving them a tour? The Duke. Uh, but of course. Absolutely. You guys mind? You want me to show you? Around the city? I'm gaming. Uh, sh- sure. Just none of that occultish <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was talking about. Alright. So, he actually appears to be warm and affable. Offering cigarettes and sharing jokes. So, I guess, what do you want to see? There's, a. Uh, if you like libraries and museums, you know, we got one of those. We don't like libraries. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a cathedral that's rather well-known here, consecrated by Pope Gregory X. There's a spot known as uh, the Signal. Just a wonderful vista. You can see everything. You know, the mountains and, and the separate, you know, the Alps. I don't know. You want to visit any of those places? I don't mind going to the cathedral and take some pictures. Alright. Well, walking up from the shop, it doesn't take that long to get you to the cathedral. This huge gothic edifice is one of the best examples of its type. Built between 1235 and 1275. Situated upon a terrace, you do have to climb a large number of stairs to even get to it. The Duke is, uh, like I said, he... He doesn't seem the most in shape and is uh, kind of stops you at the base of the steps. Well, there's the cathedral. I- I'm not even sure if they'll let people you know, inside. I can wait down here if you guys want to go up. It's all right. You can come in with us. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So as the Duke makes his way up, he also has this 
unnatural way of walking. Walter will give you a shoulder to lean on. Yeah, he's helpful like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you, young man. <laughs> he walks up to the cathedral. He actually knows a lot about it, pointing out different statues, you know, the saints that are carved all around. Mentions some of the architecture. So, yeah, I, you know, I moved here after after the war. I was able to, I guess, make some money. Not from the war, of course, but, you know, afterwards. But, yeah, this is uh, one of the oldest statues, Otho, of grandson. He was killed in 1398, but what's interesting, I don't know. The hands of the statue are, are gone. They were they were looted. Anyways, gives you just random details like that. I'll get to a spot and see if there's anything that I notice as I'm taking pictures. Okay. Yeah, I hit it. So you notice um, there's a little sign that mentions a an exhibit of the crypts of the church. So we ask our little tour guide if he's ever been down in the crypts before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's probably cold down there, but we can we can we can head down if you want. Oh yeah. After Walter. Yep. <laughs> All right. So you head down below. It's damp. It's cold. I don't know if you've never been in a crypt or a catacombs. It's rather interesting. However, not much else. So you guys don't want to see the museum and library? I mean, I don't, I don't have to give you a tour. Um, I have some errands to run anyway, so. Can I ask why you're interested in this scroll? Walter here is a professor of history and likes collecting odd historical odd artifacts. Oh, of course, of course. All right, no, I was just wondering. Well, if, if there's nothing else you want me to show you, I bid you the best of luck on... I guess bidding for this, and I hope that whoever wins, maybe we could uh, share the information with one another. Yeah, maybe. Is there any anything else I can help you with? No, no, I, th- I think you've done plenty. Thank you. Well, then uh, have a good day, and I guess we'll see you at uh, 7.30. So, as he's walking away, let me get a listen roll real quick. Uh, like that? <laughs> nice. I listened to that right there. Yeah. <laughs> missed by six. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I missed mine by a lot. I missed mine. It's all to Sean. But I gotta find my sheet. <laughs> oh, let's hold on. Two seconds. Yeah, just cut out this dead space here. No, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> so everyone knows. Sean's really trying to listen. <laughs> yeah, he's listening real hard. <laughs> he's pulling out one of those like ear trumpets. <laughs> hey, what what you say, man? <laughs> we talking about Jungle Book? <laughs> what? <laughs> what you say about that Jungle Book? <laughs> we gotta bring that up, man. Wait, what is that from? We all went out, um, we went out to eat, but we had a really long table, so, you know, you couldn't hear across the whole table unless you were yelling. It was right when Jungle Book had come out, <laughs> talking to each other. So, Jared and I are, like, talking about Jungle Book, and then, you know, someone, like, two seats down would be like, oh, you talking about, what are you talking about? Oh, Jungle Book? <laughs> 
<laughs> and it happened like three times. Yeah, and then asked the same question. Like, how was it? And, say it? and then two persons down. Oh, you guys talking about Jungle Book? How was it? <laughs> and then like five minutes later, they're like, someone was like, yeah, man, I really want to see that Jungle Book. And like, what? <laughs> how many? How long was this table? How many were there? I mean, not that long, but it was, I don't know. I mean, you're at there a was restaurant. Like, there was like yeah. ten of us. And plus a lot of kids and stuff, so it was... Yeah. All right. Garfield's awesome, <laughs> so he heard it. Okay. So you hear the the Duke kind of mumbling to himself. I didn't I didn't even know he had the scroll. Uh, I'm glad these guys showed up. Kind of talking to himself, talking out loud. You can tell that you always sense something weird about him, something a little off. Yeah, he walks out kind of mumbling to himself. But you have some time to kill, so you're, you're supposed to meet at, at 7.30 for the 7.30 club. The name of the cafe is Le Chat Noir. So I guess you can hang out until then or do whatever you want. Oh, there's a casino. Better not show Everett. Oh, I'm not a gambler. <laughs> there's also bathrooms. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. <laughs> um, Do we know what bank that this guy is going to to get the scroll? No, you don't. Do we have a map of town? Yeah, it's in the folder. It's with the pictures. And where are we currently? Uh, you just left the cathedral. Okay, so number one. Yeah, we yes. went down to the crypts, right? Yep. So the bank is not on the map. Can we follow this dude? Well, we can follow the duke. I was thinking we could go try to rob the guy as he take, took it out of the bank. Maybe that's a little harsh, but I don't want to get into a bidding war for this scroll. Who knows how much this guy, like, has. Yeah, we could just follow him, and then I could sneak up behind him and, you know, stab him in the gut. <laughs> and then we take his wow. stuff. I think killing somebody would probably bring a little bit too much heat. Yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to kill anybody yet. I mean... <laughs> Alright, then we'll just... If you're skilled enough, you can just steal it without killing him. I will just scare him. How about that? Alright, so what's the plan? Yeah, we're following him. Is there, like, a place we can rent a car or something? Um, I mean, probably catch a taxi. I don't know how much, how common renting cars was back then, you know? Okay. Not Can like I... you could just charge your card if you, like, completely f***ed it up. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Enterprise won't pick me up? <laughs> if I find a cabbie and give him $100 and agree to leave his cab back at the train station where he picks it up, Will he give it to us for, say, the day, the night, afternoon, slash evening? Yeah, well, it's still probably pretty early, probably only around 11, 11.30. Remember, you showed up at his place really, really early. Oh, that's right. Well, let's try a, uh, you can persuade, charm. So, I'm going to hail down a taxi real quick. And, uh... And you can add your credit rating to that. You know what I'm saying, so... 13 is a extreme. Okay, so that's good. So, hi, sir. We're uh, just a couple traveling Americans, and uh, I was wondering if I could use your car for the day. Not with you in it, um, but I will gladly pay you $100 for use of it until about 9 o'clock and leave not, it at the train station. Well, I guess so. I mean, it's going to be okay, right? Like, you guys aren't planning on... Uh... Yeah, we're not going to, like... It is my livelihood while I appreciate the boost for the day. I'll tell you what. 
I know this will seem a little odd. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got me intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so that probably did seem a little odd. <laughs> I'll give you an extra fifty, hundred and fifty dollars, and then uh, another fifty when we return it. How about that? Okay, sounds good. Can I have fifty-two? So just because yeah cool i figure you know if we need to <clears throat> grab the duke take him somewhere <laughs> it'll be nice to have a vehicle to actually push him into just so just i'm clear case. so kidnapping's okay threat and coercion but not murder yeah well, well yeah we're not taking the guy's life you know that's all the difference in the world but, and but I feel- it's you know emotionally scar him for the rest of his life you know isn't it better to just end it <laughs> wow <laughs> you're harsh man. it's a strong argument for quality of life i understand but <laughs> looking no. out for him <laughs> <laughs> so all right so you got yourself a vehicle where are you guys thinking ahead of um follow the mustache man the duke oh yeah the oh, duke. we can go to the duke's house it's on the map kind of weird but yeah i mean it makes sense that if you would follow him he's kind of headed back there i'm guessing you don't like walk in you know right after he does guess not i mean i guess we could always just knock on the door and say we're in the neighborhood so in your vehicle it's easier to tail him without being spotted not like he's turning around paranoid but at the same time, he did. He would notice four random strangers walking down the street following. So you follow him to his house, wait for a while before he later slips out. He resides in a small two-story townhouse close to the center of the city. All the windows are closed and the curtains are drawn, so you can't really see into it. The only access that you can notice is from the front. So there are, you know, random people walking by. I'd say if you... Probably like a 50-50 chance, depending on how long you take of trying to get in. If you're going to, let's say, force your way through or something. I think I have some lockpicking skills. All right. You do manage to try a window, and, and uh, they are definitely locked. Well, I want to get in, so I take the chance of not being seen and try to pick the lock. All right. So the rest of you does stand on the street pretending like you're not just looking out for Oh, no. Right? I never left the car. I'm still sitting in the car. The getaway car? Yeah. I need one lookout, at least. Yeah. All right. So I, luckily I for you- I asleep in the back. <laughs> it was a long car ride. <laughs> All right. Then Garfield needs to be my lookout since they won't, they won't really think twice about a homeless guy just sauntering around anyways, right? <laughs> well, I don't look homeless. Not with, not with his sweet hat. And that jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You managed to find free beers from, <laughs> from a hotel that serves it. <laughs> no, um, so you managed to open the lock without anybody walking by. You just go in, you gesture for the rest of the team. What's up? Yeah, well, I quickly sneak in and uh, Garfield probably will notice and I'm assuming he will gesture to the rest of the guys. And leave yeah. it up to them if they want to come in or just stay in the getaway car in case we need a quick escape. We all going in? Yeah, I'll go in. Now that I see the doors open, I woke well, you, up. Weren't you, weren't you asleep? All right. You were very loud with your lock picking. It woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> you still in the car? I'm still in the car. Okay. All right. 
Alright, so the rest of you enter a large, empty, dusty, what looks like to be the size of a living room. There are stairs leading upstairs, but what's immediately noticeable to you is that there's basically no furniture, no carpets, really almost no signs of habitation. It's an empty room, basically? Mm-hmm. And there's stairs going upstairs? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to look distinctly at everything carefully to see if I can spot anything. Okay. <laughs> I go straight go upstairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, and- I followed Garfield upstairs as well. All right, well, I got success. Okay, so you do notice there are tracks in the dust that lead directly upstairs. Well, And as you follow them, um, <laughs> they lead you straight to a large wooden renaissance-looking door. Dark stained, carved with classical figures. All right, let's go in there. <laughs> well, I'll definitely have one hand on my knife and the other on my pistol as we walk in. I I look at the the carvings and I'm trying to recall if it's something that I've seen before, I'm either in my studies of, of archaeology and the occult or in some of the ancient history at the university yeah. as well. Yeah, there might be something that jumps out at you. I guess what would you like me to roll under? Because I have occult history archaeology. Either one should work. All right, I made it. Okay. So you notice, kind of off to the side on the panel, what looks to be some sort of entryway or portal or mirror. Maybe similar. You're first reminded of it because of what you just traveled through on the Doom Train in London. But it's definitely a portal of some kind. And also you notice carvings of what looks to be like representation of maybe like souls being harbored or trapped. Uh, is there enough light in the, there, or is it kind of dark? Yeah, it's kind of midday. I mean, we're okay. probably... So I could take a picture without flash pretty well? Yep. All right. I do tell the guys that, you know, I, I recognize that there's the portal there. It does make me feel a little uneasy to be entering into a room that, that has this in it. I do not want to have another Doom Train experience. I think that was definitely enough for all of us for at least a little bit. Let's look around further. <laughs> yeah, I'll look around the room some more. <clears throat> Alright, so you're not in the room yet. Right now you're still just looking at the door. Oh. oh. Should we potentially go get Everett now that we actually find something? Or do we want to continue on our own? Yeah, I'll run down and get him. Get his lazy butt up here. We need the shotgun, so. Alright, Everett. Someone's trying to convince you to leave. Oh, I just well, I just uh, picture Shia LaBeouf and Constantine like talking to himself. <laughs> yeah, stop talking well, in the mirror. Above, we know right. that. Don't you want to get off the bench? Ooh. Stop, stop being scared. I, th- I thought we wanted to get in the game. So, hi. Uh, I'm black, <laughs> and I'm in this car, and my friends are definitely in there, possibly robbing somebody. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. I'm a little drunk. I also crit missed that. So. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> so you're going to stay in there? Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just drive around the block. Once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to do you want to try to get a shotgun from him before he does so? No, he just drove sure. he just drove off without you. <laughs> yeah. No, you got a you got a second if you want to. Yeah, how about then hand over the shotgun. We're going to go investigate. 
All right, I'm hitting the K turn real quick, so I'm going to toss my shotgun out to you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I catch it and then run back inside. All right, so you're back up the stairs with shotgun in hand. Then I hand it to Garfield and tell Walter to go first and through the door. <laughs> I kick the door open. <laughs> and then I duck real quick. And I point the shotgun. The moment your foot hits the door, you feel this immense sense of dread. Powerful surges of depression, despair, and screaming horror, like something's being trapped. However, kicking the door open does not release this. So, you look through the door, and it looks like you're you're walking into the room that you're walking out of. Well, that sucks. (laughs) I think I'm going to turn around. (laughs) So, you're, you're basically, it almost looks like you're looking into a mirror. Right. But a little... It's not as clear. I'll take a closer look. You can't see anything from this side of the room. I vote Walter goes in and investigates by himself. No, I've already turned around. I've, I've definitely gave it a f- no. And uh, I'm heading back down the stairs. <laughs> uh, snap a few pictures okay. of the room. From this side still? Yeah. I fire around into the room. <laughs> 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 Jesus. And I glare at Garfield for almost hitting me in my camera. Well, let's get a roll on that. On your firearm. Uh. Well, I have 60. Wow. I should trade him. I should just shotgun. He can have the handcuffs. Well, I missed that. <laughs> okay. So instead of shooting into the room, <laughs> for some reason you can't handle either the kickback or... You're just not used to uh, firing a firearm. And it actually hits the door. <laughs> uh. And you feel you feel a little bit of... Like something was released a little bit. And a little bit of that depression and that trapped feeling goes away. See, I did a good job. <laughs> Alright, so now... Walter is... Standing on the edge of the sidewalk, frantically trying to wave... <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of Everett. Like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'm I'm gonna go after him. Yeah, I have my. So pictures. you just shot the door, Garfield. Are you gonna stay there or walk through or? Um, everyone else is. Li- yeah, you you can walk through by yourself. We'll we'll watch from a safe distance. No, I'm not walking home. I need a ride home. <laughs> so we all get in the car with Everett. Then you get in the car. Yeah. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm rolling by real slow with all the doors open, so <laughs> don't miss. Okay, so you kind of explain to him what happens. So we opened the door and we saw where we were standing, and that was no and then good. You, and and we that depressed. freaked you out so much you shot the wall with my gun, just so I understand this. We had a kickback. Yeah, I don't think he's allowed to handle a firearm anymore. Yeah. How dare you? Is there a a gun store in town? Keeper? Yeah, I'm chance? sure you're able to find something like that. All right, because I want to I want to get my own shotgun since I have high shotgun, higher st- shotgun stats. Okay. You probably got to saw it off too, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he can show you. Now it might be a good idea to hand off the pistol then to someone else. To Walter, to but not ever, maybe not Garfield. <laughs> Because you make Walter go through every door first, maybe. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Garfield can have the pistol, and I'll get a sawed-off shotgun. All right. 
We can give, how about this? We'll give Walter a flashlight. I already have brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I don't know why he whines so much. <laughs> so, you have a car. You are not exploring the Duke's house any further. Alright, so we know the Duke is definitely into some crazy shit. Uh, he's got some sort of door that is keeping people's souls trapped. Seems pretty crazy. Um, he wants a simulacrum. He wants a simulacrum, or at least he wants the scroll for it. He has a mustache. So he's evil, clearly. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so we could convince Everett to go into the house for us. Or we can just burn time until 7.30. Well, I want to get... Oh, you want to go to a gun shop? Yeah, and then we can get some more ammo for uh, Everett, since Garfield wasted a bullet. Well, one round. Alright, so we need to find some sort of hardware store. Well, Garfield, do you want the pistol, or should I try to trade in my pistol? What are you trading it for? The shotgun. Mm Hmm. Do you only have the basic handgun? Yeah. Well, why don't you take the pistol and I'll get a sawed-off shotgun. Or shotgun and we'll saw it off. Okay. I want to be cool like Everett. Alright, this will take a little bit of time. Are you planning on doing anything else uh, in between the time where you're supposed to meet at the club? Or? Hmm. How much time do we have? Probably like, uh, I don't know, two hours. Maybe we could go to the police station and see if there are any missing people reported. See if they we got... chat up whoever's working the front desk. Yeah, we seem to have a lot of success with that. A lot. We're good at that. <laughs> How's your Swedish? Okay. Is that where you're headed? Yeah. Anyone else tagging along? We're all- Wait, did you just say, how's your Swedish? I said that where you are? Uh, no, we're in Switzerland. Switzerland, sorry. German. They speak German. German. They speak German. Yeah. <laughs> ah. All right. How's <laughs> your German? Yeah, but remember, Lausanne has a majority of French speaking. All right. We're yeah. fine then. Everett, go on. Go on yeah, Everett can uh, woo the, the front desk as long as they're a woman. <laughs> Show us how it's done. <clears throat> well, let's roll a dice and we'll see. So are we really going to the police station again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't have to, Walter. With all our new guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, I, I want to look up hang, or like gun laws in Switzerland in 1920. <laughs> You guys are all going to get your guns taken away. No, I mean, okay, if They're you're still hidden. taking that cab around, you can probably just stick them, you know, leave them in, in the seats or put them in the trunk or something. Yeah, we'll do that. Obviously, when you're walking into the PlayStation. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Transition. Okay, so you walk into the police station. Uh, With Walter going first. Yep. No, I went back to the hotel. No, well, we can't no go- I'm fine. I'll go into the police station, but I don't know French, so I can't talk any to anybody. I can speak to them in Latin, I believe. That's helpful here. <laughs> I'm an archaeologist. I'm full of helpful things. <laughs> Let's get a luck roll. Well, I barely got my French roll by two. Okay. Well, that works too. So, since you got your French roll, basically in some of your broken French, you managed to find an officer who was working up front who spent a year studying in the U.S. He speaks a little bit of English. So what brings you uh, to Lausanne? Uh, it's not really man, the most uh, touristy place. 
we like to stay off the beaten path sometimes. Yeah, okay. What can I help you with? I've been touring Europe, taking pictures of smaller towns. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So what brings you, um, not many people visit the police station when they, uh, you know. I'm just, I'm curious to learn about what goes on, what kind of town this is. And generally, uh, the police station would have people who would know more about the town than other places. Yeah, it's a quiet little town. Not much happens here. Uh, we do get occasional tourists and stuff, but yeah, nothing, nothing big, you know. Do any no like uh, secret cults doing demonic things and stuff like that? You know, that'd no. be crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just weird. It's strangely, <laughs> even specific thing to say. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of cults, do any odd things actually happen here? Have any odd things happened? Not really. I mean. You know, we do get a good bit of traffic just with the uh, the Orient Express running through here, obviously. People stop by and just see what's going on since they can catch the train the next morning. But um, yeah, other than that, not anything very notable. I feel like he's lying. I, don't know. I think Walter should threaten him <laughs> while, while we you leave. Can, you can always do a psych roll. Okay. Yeesh. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Well, he's not lying. He's not lying to you. I mean, he's kind of bored, <laughs> is what you can tell. Oh. Are there any sites that you think we should check out as someone who lives here and we're clearly visiting? Uh, have you visited the cathedral? It's pretty... We have, yeah. actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, other than that, there's not there's not too much. I mean, we have a small little museum with some, you know, coins and medals and stuff like that. I guess any small town. Really, it's just a, a variety of shops. We get... Just different settlers and stuff who have ridden the train here and back. We try to, or I think they try to just have goods for, for people who are stopping by. Yeah. Any local celebrities or anything? Not really. There's a, I don't know, pretty close to the center of town, there's this odd little um, taxidermy shop. It's ran by two brothers. They were uh, they were soldiers in the war, so. Uh, which war? The Great War. Uh <laughs> So that one. Uh, what's the place called? It's what it's run by the Wellingtons, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. we met them. Like I said, they're they're not war heroes, but they seem to have suffered some damage, you know. So what I don't do know if it's that? well. One of them is is physically handicapped, and I'm pretty sure the other one complains about pain and stuff. But because of what they've given up, we try to I don't know, just make sure we stop by the store. Or keep an eye on it, you know. We would hate to have somebody break in or things to happen there. We are in need of exchanging some some money. Um, coming from the train, we need to get rid of some of our American money uh, into the, the Swiss franc. Our, okay. C- can you point us in the direction of a bank? Um, I mean, there are quite a few places that will do it. You don't necessarily need a bank. If you find any, any uh, I guess, variety of shop or... Our exchange rate, you know, it's not like Britain just left the European Union or something. So <laughs> our money is stable right now. Well, we just feel like the bank would be a little bit more honest with the exchange rate since we don't actually know what it is. Yeah, sure. Well, um, he gives you directions to the bank. It's not too far. Kind of just down the street. Just a few blocks south, I would say, of the cathedral. They try to keep it close enough by... So that people who want to stop by the museum and 
things like that having a place to exchange. Seems to be where a lot of the small shops and little cafes are. Okay. Uh, anything else I can help you with? What are the gun carry laws in this town? <laughs> well, it's a rather odd question. Um, We're Americans. We, That's how oh, we roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember that when I visited, but um. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it would be quite uncommon to see people walking around carrying guns in the open. I'm just curious. You know, details from my expose on towns. Oh, of, of course, of course. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Alright. I don't think we should try to meet back up again with the Duke. I think that's bad news. So I think we tried to intercept this guy before our 7.30 meeting. And if we have to... We take the scroll from him. Yeah, okay. that whole idea of stabbing him just seemed me more. I didn't say we had you know, to a kill him. Bit better. I just said we steal it from him. <laughs> There's four of us. Into like, some up shit, man. No, no, the that normal guy. Well, the taxidermy. That's just a little weird. But he's like a war cripple. Like you, you'd really think. I'm talking. No, I'm talking <laughs> about the Duke. No, the Duke doesn't have the scroll. He's trying to buy the scroll. I'm All talking right. about we the, the guy still... we're trying to buy the scroll from, Mr. Uh, Taxidermy oh, I don't, dude. Yeah. No, I don't need to kill him. He doesn't have a creepy house with depression in a room. Yeah. Who keeps I mean, that in a room? The Duke has a creepy enough house as that and has some sort of crazy magical portal. I don't think we really want to be engaging him in combat. No, I wouldn't. You would. <laughs> I just push you towards him. And we have guns. Exactly. I'll cover you. You have brass knuckles. You're close quarters combat type. But, alright, fine. Let's go meet up. What? Well, let's see. What, you want to go intercept? So, we should, we should go to the taxidermy shop then? No, right? go to the bank. Because he has to get the, the scroll from the bank. Oh, so, yeah, the scrolls at the bank. Let's just go to the bank then. Ah, American. So you need some uh, money exchanged? No, we're just looking to rip somebody off. Uh, I, I, I did. I did. Yeah, that's American humor for you. Uh, yeah, very funny. Very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so if uh, not here to exchange money, what can I? Um, can I help you with? Um, we're actually looking to possibly open up a PO box or a safety deposit box. Hmm. Okay. Could we see your, your safety deposit box room and see how secure it is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you you travel this way often, or are you planning on? Well, we're we're on the Orient Express, and we, oh, we okay. may need to leave something here to come back to. Oh, makes sense. Absolutely, sure. Uh, my assistant here can uh, take you back there. What'd you roll for? Uh, I guess, well, they're going to do that. I'm just going to go ahead and look around just okay. to get a mental I, I guess before we enter the bank, is Everett still carrying the arm of the simulacrum? No. Where is it then? It you guys is... checked into a hotel first. Yeah, so my luggage. You guys uh, chose to leave it there, remember? My thought is maybe we drop this thing in a safe deposit box so that we don't have to be carrying it around and having it damage your... Your arm this whole time? I don't know. Just a thought. I guess we'd have to circle back around to get it if we found other pieces. 
I don't know. Okay. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know. I mean, if if we're the only people looking for it, then that's fine. But we don't appear to be. No, I don't know. I mean, a bank is a good place to put stuff, but I don't know how badly somebody wants it. Right? Yeah, that's well, true. If we're about to we're about to break in and successfully do that, then I'm sure other people can break into these boxes. All right. So what's happening? Sorry. I think we're just going to check out the um, safe deposit box room at this time. Okay. And Everett's kind of hanging back. Gotcha. So you go and check out the room. I mean, it, it's like your I guess, standard, a lot of different... Um, it's How many boxes are there? More than I can count in my head right now to tell you off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's not huge, but good enough size. There's nothing that in particular that sticks out to you. It's not lax in security, but it's not, like, overly secured or anything. Dang. There's no way to know which box belonged to Wellington, right? I think it'd be easier just to wait until he opens it and then take it from him than to try to figure out which yeah. box is his. All right. All right. So um, what did you what did you want to leave here? Do you have it with you right now? Or? It's actually back at our hotel. We're still trying to decide what we want to do with it. If we want to bring it with us or okay. or, or leave it here. So we'll talk about it tonight, and we'll get back with you if we decide to uh, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, Everett, you do notice coming out of uh, one of the shops, you're not exactly sure, but you think you can recognize like the distinct, the injured walk of Edgar leaving one of the shops down the street. But, of course, there are people walking oh. around in traffic and stuff, so it's not like you can be sure it's him. All right. Well... Looks like he's about around here. So, what do you guys want to do? What time is it now, Jay? So it was. We first keeper, Jay. I know it was around five thirty when you went to the police station. So, I mean, the bank's got to be like closing right now. But he's headed in there, right? No, he's not coming anywhere near the bank. But he might have been earlier. You know what I mean? Well, let's go confront him right now, then. How about we go offer him a ride? To the danger zone. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then we can send it back, and I can sit on one side, you on the other side. <laughs> so, let's pull up on him real quick. All right, you roll up on him. Like, fast or slow? <laughs> you trying to scare yeah. him, or? Uh, Pete. just, just real slow, you know, pull up. Hey. All right. Hey, bud. That was probably the good choice, considering he's got some psychological terrors left over from the war. All right. Oh, <laughs> what do you guys, uh, what? What are you doing driving that taxi? Uh, I don't, you know, it, it's just been a while. I usually drive my route back at home. It just felt good to be behind the wheel, but, you know, we can give you a lift over, uh, to the Chat Noir, you know? Uh, well, I, I needed to go back to the shop. You know, it's where I live. Just to gather some things before we headed out there to chat. Oh, we can give you a ride back there. Um, it's a real nice, real I, nice car. I know, but it's there's four of you in it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but it's got room for five. <laughs> we insist. Yeah, and I'm being charming and trying to convince him and yeah, yeah. we'll go we'll hop in we'll go fast i i drive really really well so well sure 
All right, that's fine. Okay, cool. So he's got a um, parcel with him. You know, it's in a I don't know medium sized paper bag that he's holding under his jacket, and you can see him kind of nervously trying to fold the top over, but he re- okay. reluctantly gets inside the car. All right, cool. So I'm gonna start driving out towards Chateau de Ch- Chillon. I believe that's headed out past the theater in the opposite direction. Yeah. Um, I, I I think you're you're going the wrong way. Um, oh, I'm, go- I'm going the right way. Uh, so look, man, real quick, what do you got there with you right now? It is, it's just uh, stationary stuff. I was uh, going to be writing a letter to some of my um, oh. War, okay. war oh, buddies good. and stuff. Could I have some? Uh, I need I need to write a, a letter back home to my girl. Yeah, if you uh, take me back close to where you picked me up, this this uh, shop is right there. I was just leaving it when you uh, when you picked me up. No, we don't want to buy any. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I mean? Could you just give it to me? I, I was I, I was thinking of a poem. I don't want to forget it. Okay. Well, now you're making me really nervous. We're we're just poor. We're yeah, we're going to try to buy a very expensive scroll from you in the near future. Uh, well, that's all where all, all our money is yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. So, so if you it. let me, um, you know, I told you I went to pick it up. So if you let me go home and prepare, we can meet at the cafe. And uh... So, yeah, before we go back, can we just, I mean, we need this stationery. It's pretty important. So okay, maybe you okay. could just right, yeah, give okay. us a, a quick preview of uh, what it looks like so we know what we're buying here sure yeah um inside the bag you see sealing wax and fine parchment and a little bit of ribbon as well and you weren't lying you really had parchment yeah absolutely i mean great so hold on you you have wax fine parchment and a ribbon right correct which all sound like things that you would use to maybe make something look like a scroll to rip somebody off no yeah, no, we're like, no 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 wait no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> yeah we're like 10 miles outside of town at this point guys so <laughs> that's not a nice thing to do me to say uh here let let me let me go back to the beginning we're all like armed to the teeth. Okay. All right. I swear. Okay. Well, take me back to the shop. Then we can um, take me back to the shop, and I'll show you. So you're saying you do have the scroll? Yeah, I went to the bank earlier. I went just now to get the stationery for. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. So where are you keeping the scroll? It was at the bank. I went to get it, and now. Do you even have the scroll? I mean... Yes. Yes. I told you, I've... Uh, okay. So Maybe I wasn't... How How familiar are you with this duke? Do you know anything about him? Not really. Honestly, um, he didn't even... I didn't really tell him about the, the scroll. Um, I told him I had something, but this morning when you came, when I guess I told you both, seemed to pique your interest in his as well. Well... I just I just told him I had something valuable that he might be interested in. He seems to be collecting a lot of these like 
strange. I don't know. Yeah, I think he he has some ill intent at heart. We've kind of seen this this type of um, behavior in our previous um, encounters, and we would like to buy the scroll outright from you right now before we meet back up with him again, so that we can get on our way without having to encounter him again. All right. Again, I have to. This scroll's back at the the house. I'll have to fetch it for you. And you're willing to sell it to us immediately. Well, it depends on how much you're you're asking. We're asking that you sell it to us. You mean offering? Or what you're offering. We're offering not to lock you in the Duke's house. That's creepy. (laughs) How about... We will pay you a very fair price for it. As long as you guarantee that if you come across any future artifacts, that you will contact us somehow on the Orient Express for us to... to, um, have first look at yeah of, of course i but i told you i only stumbled upon this because of someone i met in the war it was a family okay uh trinket so that he had traded yeah presumably you need the money to pay for something so how about we can pay you some money but we have multiple skills i am a a businessman uh maybe we can help you procure something instead Okay. Well, it, this this will make more sense if we just go to the go back to the shop. All right. We'll go back to the shop. All right, Everett, I think you need to to really step on it to get us back before our our 7:30 meeting. And <laughs> I gun the engine and the car stalls out. So we might have to wait a few minutes. Sorry about that. <sighs> All right. <laughs> but we will go back to the shop. And I'd say you came out ahead on that one, Edgar, because we went from possibly killing you outside the town. <laughs> still not sold on that yet. Yeah, yeah, well, some of us still would like to do that. To, you know, going back and maybe purchasing a scroll. That'd be great. So Great. Like, like I said, I... okay. I, I really don't have that much interest in it. Um, All right, there we go. Car is working. Thank God. All right, and well. It's going fast as hell, too. I'm a bit ashamed to admit why I, I need the money. Are you hiring a prostitute? No, no. Because no. Everett does that all the time. Don't worry about it. Holla. No, you. well, you know the war just left, I mean, a lot of pain. So I just, sometimes you need something to help take the edge off, you know. And sometimes oh. it's hard to come by and it's not What easy. if we can procure Taxidermy. opium for you? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, the, even just the money is fine. You know, taxidermy, sure, it, it pays the bills, but... It's not like there are people out there just killing animals for fun. So we don't have like an overabundant business. Let's just say it's not growing year to year. I think you need to come to America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I have a few connections. Could probably get you something. All right. Well, this is like opium grows on trees in America. Uh,. I think that's more South America, but uh <laughs> all right. The other Close the enough. other part of it, I have to I have to convince my brother. 
I know he's handicapped and everything, but I need to... I can't just cut out and bail on him or, or tell him. I don't know. Do you have, like, an offer I can I can take it to him? What were you looking to get out of out of the sale? Um, but I don't know if you're going to give me a fair price then. Because if I tell you, then... I mean, if I say I'm asking for this much and you just give me that much, I don't know how much I could have gotten. It's obviously worth a lot to you. and Well, it's, it's worth a lot to us because we want to keep it out of the Duke's hands. Whether it's useful for us or not, we do not know. The Duke offered to me 250 pounds sterling. This was before he knew what it was, before he knew there was another buyer. So you know that that's 1250 in U.S. currency, 1920s. How much money do we have? <laughs> Everett's loaded. Gart- and, and Walter probably has plenty because he's a professor. Yeah. Right. I, I now, don't know. I don't, I don't know if he was going to give it to me all at once. And I have none. Plan or something, but, but he's... But he's in town. Can we have a sidebar really quickly to discuss? Yep, a sidebar in our cab. Well, oh, it depends. Dang. So you can, I mean, you pull up to the um, the shop. Well, I can go inside and get it for you if you guys want a chance to talk about it. No, I, I think someone needs to go in with him. Yeah, someone should go in, then we can quickly have a quick confab, and then... Garfield, you go in. You don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep an eye on him. I have a gun. Yeah, but that's not Don't the same thing him. as money. <laughs> well, I was thinking we could tell him we're going to pay Wait, him. So, so someone's following? I'm following. Okay. Yeah. And three of us are talking. Okay. Sean, I'm going to mute you and, and call you on the phone. So keep recording. Oh, and you guys discuss stuff, too. Okay. And we're also way off, like, anything. So it's, just, it's really <laughs> cool. No, this, I'm, I'm excited. This has, been, this has been fun, actually. Like, yeah. this has been a good episode. Yeah. For, like, on this side, at least. Yeah. All right. As you head into the shop, Edgar notices the doors open. He's like, that's... Well, we're closed now. I don't know why the door is ajar. And it's also very dark. He's able to find a light switch. Make a, a dexterity roll. Okay. I got it. Okay. So your feet start to slip on something. Slightly sticky, but definitely wet. And in the light, after he turned it on, you can see it's a pool of blood. You guys need to clean up your shop here with all your dead animals. Like, no, there's something going on. I have to check upstairs with my brother. Like, the the door's open. Blood shouldn't be out here in the front like this. Are you trying to run away? No, 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 no. Whose blood is that? So you look around the front counter where you can see... William has a bunch of stab wounds in his belly and in his back with a bloody knife beside him. His shirt has been ripped open and a large flap of skin cut from the back. Uh, I've seen that before. Alright, so his expression on his face is one of not just normal like shock or, or horror. So, go ahead and roll for your sanity. Alright. Yeah, I didn't get that. Okay, go ahead and roll a d6. Okay. Alright, I rolled a 6. Okay, that's very bad. Alright, so you lose 6 sanity. Basically, you're you're stunned in silence. Even though you've seen blood and you've seen more than you're really willing to admit, you're kind of in shock for a second as you're suddenly hit from behind and you fall 
into the pool of blood. Oh, my jacket. <laughs> so I think that we could show him the flash of the cash, pulls out the scroll, and then show him our guns, and then just walk out the door. Yeah, but I think that could backfire on us real easily. Yeah. Like, Let's try to then we should... avoid violence. I figure... Well, if we have a lot of money, then we could just pay it. You know, fifty bucks more, or we can even we can go up to doubling because you know the, I'm sure the Duke, if he sells it to us right now, then we'll just give him a little bit more than what the Duke was offering because that's nice, you know. I would s- otherwise say if we pay him a little bit more, we need to get something out of it. Either he tells the Duke that we stole it from him, or or that we went in an opposite direction. I don't want this guy trying to like track us down. All right. Well, I'm sure he would if we give him. You know, more right, like say he was you, know, get. you need to tell the Duke that like this happened, or we're going to this location next. If they want, if he wants to meet up with us. All right, how about we pay him the two hundred and fifty? Now this guy's a junkie, yep. so I can get him opium, just not right this second. So in exchange for him telling the Duke something else, I'll give him, you know, the address of somebody he can send a telegram to, and they can ship something to him i think that's good so he gets an immediate plus an additional reward on the back end exactly yeah i'm game i agree then if all else fails we can try to rob him yeah i'm just worried that like garfield's getting like (laughs) jail sacks right now or something (laughs) you know you you got at least one junkie in there who knows what he's jonesing for Well, Garfield has a gun, right? Does he have a pistol? Yeah, and he shot the door yeah, the last pistol. time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, was, that was a shotgun, though. He might do a better job with the hand. But let's do this quick, because I don't know what the hell is going on inside the store. So right. we should. So that's a good plan. Let's go into the store yes. and do this uh, as soon as they're done talking, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do a spy, a listen roll, maybe. <laughs> Alright, we're good. I made a listen roll also, just in case that's a necessary thing. Yeah, you definitely heard footsteps walking around. And something thump. Oh, Jesus. And while you were listening also, the lights came on. Uh, I think we need to go in to check on Garfield. Yeah. So the, see the door is so still... Long. The door is still locked, you said? No, the door is still um, open. They had closed it behind them, but you're, oh. it's unlocked, so you're able to uh, just walk inside. So let's do that. So everything looks like it did before. With You're still s- slightly unsettled by the dead animals you see. Or it's not a sight that you, normal people are accustomed to seeing. But this time you notice on the floor a pool of blood. Oh. So I'm going to put my hand on my gun and cock back both the hammers. As you walk Ditto. a little closer, you notice a very unmistakable jacket. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, look around to see if I can see anything. Out of you gotta get closer. For you're walking up then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Garfield is laying in a pool of blood. You can't see around the counter. Is he conscious? Conscious. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's just lying there right now. All right. 
Well, I made a first aid roll, if that'll... I mean, I'll go check on him. Okay. He's not dead, he's breathing. And you don't see any visible wounds on him. Visible wounds. But he's bleeding. No, there's blood. There's There's blood. blood. Um, I yell, Garfield, did you kill somebody? Yeah, and lightly slap him on the cheek. Alright, so he he whips his head around, uh, splashing kind of blood. (laughs) (laughs) My jacket! (laughs) (laughs) Bro, really? (laughs) Where'd he go? Laying in a pool of blood, Doug. Where did the guy that you were supposed to be following go? His brother was just here. We found him stabbed up and down, front and back. And then somebody hit me on the back of the head. Looking around the corner, you can see William, his body, with stabs in the front and the back. His shirt seems to have been ripped off and a knife laying nearby. All right. Let's go have a look at this knife real quick. Just a normal knife. Yeah. Make sure there's nothing weirder than what I'm already looking at. Nope, nothing particular. It was definitely, in Resident Evil style, this was the weapon used for the murder. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we're officially standing in the middle of a murder scene. Fortunately, we all have guns, so we probably didn't stab anyone to death. That's good. I but. do have a knife, but it's still on me. Okay. Oh. Can we run upstairs real quick and see if there's anyone there? All right, maybe not real quick in a very careful, <laughs> um, orderly fashion to see if there's anyone upstairs. Yeah. You might want to take a closer look at the body, and you also learn something at the police station. Um, I'm going to approach the body. Okay. So he's wearing a dark shirt. You couldn't tell exactly. You thought it was just a flap of his shirt. But um, as you're moving it, you notice that there is a distinct piece of his skin that has been cut off. Oh, uh, hell no. Not this again. I just lost a sanity point. Oh, yeah. So um, Garfield also definitely lost some sanity. So he's kind of standing there shaking. That's why he's not saying much. So you said there was something that we learned at the police station. Yeah, one person can make an idea roll. An idea roll? Idea? I have 55. Intelligence. I have 75. Alright. I have 80. Uh, what are you two then? Yeah, I definitely made it. Okay. So you remember that the police tend to uh, drive by this place just to keep an eye on things, so... You might want to make sure the door is closed and the lights are off if you don't want them to pop in on you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get around to that. Let's close everything down real quick. Not that I want to be here much longer, but... So we know nobody left out the front door because we were there. Is there a back door to this building? Yeah, there is. So we should probably take a look at the back door and then potentially go upstairs. All right. I guess I kind of scurry my way to the back door to make sure it's open or closed and also to see if I can tell if anyone possibly left out that way. Maybe if there's footprints of blood or anything of that nature. Yeah, there is actually something of that nature. Curious you should mention <laughs> it. No. <clears throat> so, the, so the back door, um, it's not like wide open, but you could tell it was left open and someone left in a hurry. Probably someone with the bloody footprints. 
Uh, and this must have just happened, right? Yeah. You guys were talking in the car for yeah five minutes, probably. So yeah, five minutes. So they're obviously gone already. I say we we head upstairs and we see if there's anything up there before we do anything else. All right. You might want to um, Garfield maybe regaining a little bit, kind of coming back. He might remember something else that happened. Garfield, was there anyone in here when we got in here? Or when you came in, besides the brother? It was just the two brothers and I. And then stepping into the blood. And someone hit me from behind, so there was someone else in here. I don't remember anything other than that, though. Alright. Oh. So you, you notice on your way up the stairs, there's no blood on the stairs. The blood was basically in the vicinity. All downstairs, around the where you found uh, the body and leading outside. So either they surprised them or, sorry, Garfield and company surprised them before he could get it or. He had already bought it from the brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go check. Yeah. I I think we start looking around to see if we can possibly see, find a scroll. Yeah. Head upstairs, take a look around. Yeah. Let's start searching. So when you get up there, you immediately notice, in stark contrast to how it was when you arrived this morning, the place is disheveled like someone was looking for something frantically. Oh. So it's it's already a mess. So upstairs you have that kitchen area, dining room where you met. There's also a bathroom and two two rooms belonging, one, one to each brother. Hmm. Well, I go into the closest bedroom and look in to see if I can spot uh like uh any kind of like a painting or a safe like object no nothing stands out to you in this room what you do notice in this room is um a couple notebooks around with the the grease pencils and you think to yourself this was probably william's room that used right. to write stuff all right then to communicate with people i go to the next room and do the same thing all right, so this room looks like it was searched through more than the rest of them. It looks like someone is laying on the bed. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> is it Edgar? We'll have Walter poke him. Yeah. I didn't even go into the room yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some, some of the clothes have, have fallen over the head, so you are unable to make uh, identification from Walter, where you're you standing. Walter, because you'll be fine. Just, just poke him. Another thing that you do notice that's curious about the body, one of the sleeves is rolled up. It looks like um, small bottles of fluids and possibly a needle on a desk nearby. Uh, that's our boy right there. So, Walter, you're too much of a pansy to go over and see where it is? Yeah. I'm still, like, looking in the bathroom. <sighs> Fine. Then I'll go over and pull the clothes from the guy's face while having my hand aiming the shotgun at his face. All right, make a sanity roll. <sighs> yeah, I made it. So, yeah, it's definitely Edgar, who you saw just moments ago, just minutes ago, fully alive and now dead from something. You might be able to make a first aid roll. Ooh, got it. Good. 
All right, so examining the corpse real quick, you notice two fresher needle marks. Um, he is right-handed. There's one along his left arm, and another one in his right arm as well. Oh, good. Well, I guess we're officially on a full-on murder house now, so... So now it's time to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Well, I still want to look around and see if the somewhere he stashed a scroll is here. Yeah. I think we got five minutes before we got to get out of here. Yeah, so tell me where you want to look. In his room, you know, there's a small dresser, a bed, bed stand, and a desk. Uh, I'll go to the desk. Okay. Open up all the drawers, look underneath. All right, go ahead and roll. Anyone else looking? Uh, I'm looking for cracks or anything like that in the walls or the ceilings. All right, I got mine. And I missed. I'm kind of keeping an eye out the window, making sure nobody pulls up on us. Okay. That we don't want to have pull up on us. I'm looking to steal some clothes. <laughs> yeah, because Jesus your jacket's Christ. all bloody now. That's actually a good call. It is. So you, you get some things. Um, Garfield, go ahead and make a... Let's get a luck roll. All right. Nope. <laughs> how much a lot. How much you missed by? Like, not even close. Oh. I want to yell out to... Uh, Everett and Henry to check the pockets of Edgar. Kind of search his body real quick for to see if he had the scroll on him, potentially. Well, did I find anything in the desk? Yeah, looks like you found something. Yeah, that's for you, Dean. Uh, hand out one. Go ahead and read it to yourself right now, and then and then we'll have you read it out loud. All right. So, are you guys going to listen to Walter and take a closer look? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll again. Sean, go ahead and roll us uh, spot hidden. Okay. I got that. Uh, look around and find something. Oh, yeah. That's a critical. Go with his pockets. Okay. So, in his pockets, first you notice a ribbon sticking out. You pull into it. You feel a cylindrical shape. Pull it out. And it looks like an elaborately tied scroll sealed with fresh red wax. All right. Let's grab it from him. You might be able to uh, know a little bit about its history or archaeology. You might want to pass it off to Walter. All right, so I did hit my archaeology roll on the scroll. Okay, so you can tell that this one is a fake. It could pass for a real one, you know, just if you were to glance at it. It looks like he did something to it, like bake it and stain it and stuff like that. From peering inside, I'm guessing you give it a closer look. You can tell that... There's not, like, anything really written on it. Yeah. Garfield, one of the bottles that you look more closely at, it's a small green bottle, mostly full. There's a label on it that says, Dream Lausanne. Oh, <laughs> Hmm. Okay, I, I know to do. Okay. Tell us what you stumbled upon and then read it for the group. Uh, I stumbled upon the di- diary of Edgar. Uh, let's see. So he he met the Duke back in September, and uh, the Duke has been was the one that kind of got him to realize that the scroll that he had was it meant something. He said that the books the Duke loaned me have opened my eyes. Perhaps that old Arabian Arabic scroll of mine holds mysteries as yet unknown. Uh, then he he got it translated, and he is wondering if the simulacrum really exists. And he kind of hit a dead end, so that's why he sent that letter to Comte's house. And 
The Duke gave him something for his insomnia, which he, when he took it, he slept deeply and dreamed of Lausanne in the olden days, he said. And then, this is where it gets interesting. And two nights ago, he, from his entry, he fell asleep with holding a brass button. And then when he, when he was in that dream, dreamland of Lausanne, he put it down. And then when he woke up, it was gone. So the next night, he went back in his dream and found it there and picked it up again. And then when he woke up, it was in his hand again. So then, now he's, uh, because of his, his opium addiction, he's worried that he, worried about losing the shop and that he'll get evicted along with his brother. So he said he, he's gonna sell it, but he's, he put the, uh, the scroll and the dream on for safekeeping. So we have to go there to get it. So do you think he means physically in, like, the dream world or in the bottle of dream, of the, like, I sleepy stuff. That's it. That's it. Seems like he took the stuff, and if he falls asleep, maybe he put it there. Maybe it was in his hand the whole time. From what it looks like, there's some mystical power in the bottle, and because you know, with the thing with the button, he has to go to the dream world to get it. Yeah, we must go deeper. Yes, and we'll make sure we have a kick so that you know we don't get trapped there. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, some things to consider. You are in a murder scene, and someone is eventually yeah. going to stumble upon it. Probably not tonight, since you, you know, made sure everything looks fine from, from at least the downstairs if a police were passing or something. However, if you were to fall asleep, not knowing what you're getting into, you don't know how long you will be sleeping, and... Well, I was thinking we could grab the bottle, grab anything we think we would need, and then haul out to our hotel room and then try it there. But what mm-hmm. if the dream lasagna only works in the house? Maybe if there's some sort of occult spell or something that's making it transport. Maybe then two of us. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking maybe two people go and two people stay, and right. they and they they move them if we have to get out of there. Yeah, we'll do the kick. You know. Yeah, do a kick or carry him out of the house if the police arrive or something <laughs> like along those lines. Right. All right. I I think that's a good plan. Everett, Garfield, any thoughts? Mm. So, who, who wants to go to Dream Lasan? I'm willing to go. My head hurts. <laughs> yeah, I have a Garfield. Yeah, I don't think Garfield should go. It's clearly concussed, so. I have a gun, so I, I'll, I'll go too. Okay. Because Everett, you're probably well-versed at evading cops if necessary. Yeah, I agree. If, if if any of us have to do something to keep the rest of us out of jail, I think Everett probably has the best uh, means to do that. Right. Oh, you want to do it like that one scene that's in something that doesn't even exist yet? Or maybe it does. Yes. Where they were driving around in the van? <laughs> well, maybe. If, if it gets to that point, if we're still asleep, you do what you have to do. You maybe yeah. put us in a van and drive us off a bridge or something. I don't know. Hope an army doesn't hunt you down in the process. Oh, you you want to take the stuff here in the murder scene? Yeah, in the murder scene, yeah, just in guys... case it's triggered with the house. Yep. And if so, if if someone comes around and you can't deter them or cops show up, then you know, get us the hell out of there. All right, I have a question: Are we drinking this or do we inject it? Because I got like a fear of needles, so <laughs> if I'm we're sure injecting they're... it, Everett, you might need to shoot me up while I close my eyes. <laughs> Well, just I'm sure he has a flask with something. Just pour your alcohol, whatever liquor you have on you, over the needle. So the only thing I can say is that 
the bottle looks it was it's near full it was depending on how you dose it out not knowing how much the dose is but um in terms of the needle that was nearby there would be enough for all of you to take it and more yeah i don't think all of us should take it i don't think that's a good idea i think well, we should take a very minimal dose yeah we could do like a, a dry run we could have one person take some right now see what happens it should be walter uh, i mean that takes up time go outside have them take some see what happens because if we cannot take it here that would probably be for the best i agree but <sighs> how are we gonna know if we have to take it here or not <laughs> that's well, why that's... somebody's got to go under for like a little bit right now well we can we can just go in pairs one person take it you know, watch the person taking it in the room, and then some. I'll, I'll go outside, and someone watch me while I'm taking it out there, and see what happens. And say if we meet up or something, even. Yeah, if we meet up, then we'll know. Then we can take it elsewhere. Otherwise, it might yeah. be you know, depending on where you take it, you. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good idea. I think we, we take a very minimal amount, though. So Who, who's gonna stay with Walter? I think Garfield and you should go outside, and me and Everett should stay. Yeah, we'll be in the car. All right, so the two of us, so Garfield and I go to the car, and I take a little bit of the, I inject a little bit of the concoction while those other two stay, and Walter takes a little bit. And do you lie down next to him? In no, the bed? I lie in the other bed. <laughs> There's two beds. <laughs> How do you know it's not the bed that matters more than the house? Jay, is that a good place to stop? Yeah, we can stop there. So we'll pick up right. with me and Dean in Dreamland. Man, this is getting creepy. Yeah. So I think that's where we'll stop for today. Getting into some crazy business. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Even to do Did the we go corner. completely off the path? Yeah, like kind of. I mean you stumbled upon some things, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm really excited to record a Keeper's Corner. I'll kind of lay out what it said in the book and what I had to do to change it. It doesn't spoil anything that's that's going to be coming, so it's safe for you guys to even listen to if you want to. But yeah, hopefully, keep tuning in and uh, listening to our adventures, because things are just getting started. Okay. But that's going to be it for this week. Make sure you check out our regular podcast for when we talk about, you know, board games. And sometimes we'll even talk about, you know, what the experience of, of playing an RPG and stuff is like. But check out our YouTube channel at Out of Space Games. You can also like us, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Out of Space Games. And the best way to contact us, outofspacegames at gmail.com. But that's going to be it for this week. My name is Jay. My name is Sean. I'm David. I'm Jared. And I'm Dean. Out of Space. We'll catch you next time. Needles. Needles.